0: Well, I was going to cover the Pope and his mini antics today, but after what happened over Christmas, yeah, we need to talk about Christian Zionism. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is the Dance of Life podcast, and I'm Tudor Alexander. Hope you're having a great day We're having you wherever you happen to be. I hope you had a great Christmas. Uh, unless you're in Bethlehem, or in the Middle East, then your Christmas has been absolutely horrible, which is what we're talking about today. Now, if you haven't yet subscribed, make sure you do so on my website, that's danceoflife.com, because as usual with these types of stories, and as we go forward into the future with more controversial things, let's put it that way, you just never know with YouTube and Rumble, maybe even some of these platforms that are newer, you just never know. The safest place is the website, and you'll get always my content ad-free. So check it out, danceoflife.com. But like I said today, I was planning on covering the Pope and his countless antics, the man of sin, but there was something even more pressing, which is this whole Zionist takeover of the Middle East and really the world. You see the Christian world is just frothing at the mouth because of dispensationalists, because of people like Jack Hibbs and John Hagee, and many others who are just frothing at the mouth for Israel. And especially with what happened over Christmas, which is just shameful. It is so shameful. I mean, war is war, but there are things that are just so shameful. And if you're a Christian, this particular episode goes out to the people who are dispensationalists, who... Maybe you're not a dispensationalist, but you believe in this Jewish-focused view of the end times, where the Jews are God's chosen people and the, you know they're God's timepiece, they're God's center of Bible prophecy, which is what you've been told. That's not what the Bible tells you, but you've been told that by somebody, your pastor, some videos that you watch, people on YouTube that, that you watch, watchmen that are watching Israel for you and telling you what's up. All these people are leading you astray, folks. They really are, and I'm not trying to insult you. I'm not trying to upset you. But if you are insulted, realize that your reaction is very emotional right now. It has nothing to do with logic or reasoning because hopefully today we'll shed some light on the issue of whether the Zionist state of Israel is actually God's chosen people. And I have a movie coming out Spoiler alert, I have a movie coming out on this very topic that I think you will be very educated and edified by if you have ears to hear and eyes to see. So we'll see who ends up watching the movie, but nonetheless, you're going to learn a lot of very interesting history, a lot of things that nobody is talking about. Probably very few handful of people are talking about these things. But today we're talking about the IDF. We're talking about some things that happened in around Christmas, some very shameful things, unfortunately. But this is the world we live in and it's only gonna get worse because that's what the Bible tells you. The Bible tells you things are getting worse, not better. There's no revival coming. There's no Jewish revival. There's no rapture. There's no seven year tribulation. We've been in tribulation for a very long time since the cross. And things are only gonna get worse. The love of many will grow cold. False prophets will arise people will find teachers to suit their itching ears. All these things are coming true and they're coming more and more true as time moves on. But one thing I wanna say is this, look, we are all hypocrites. We really are. I'm a hypocrite, you're a hypocrite, everybody's a hypocrite when it comes down to it because, because God's law is perfect. God's character is perfect. So, Every Christian is a hypocrite by default because we sin every day. We make mistakes every day. I know the things that I should do, and yet I don't do them all the time. And most of the time I don't do them. You know, it's a constant practice. And that's just the dance of life. That is the dance of life while we are here in this body until we get a renewed body from our creator, a renewed creation, new heavens, and new earth. This is the dance until that point in time, the dance of life. But that being said, <laughs> there are levels of hypocrisy within hypocrisy. And I think that nothing really takes the cake as much as Christian Zionism. There are some others. There are some, some others, other contestants. Let's put it a word of faith, prosperity, you know, NAR type of people. Yeah, for sure. But Christian Zionism is a really unique flavor of hypocrisy. And I hope you'll see that today. That's my goal. Because if you have leanings in that direction, you have friends in that direction, if you have people who are hardcore dispensationalists and they're just frothing at the mouth for the Jews, you are being deceived, seriously being deceived. And so my goal is to hopefully wake at least one person up with the things that I do. But that's my little disclaimer. Let's get into it. First, I want to jump into these articles about this, these Christians that are basically going to the Holy Land to do all these campaigns. And it's just, again, my goal is not so much that you memorize all these articles or, or you're just given some more news. You know, on Wednesdays, I try to do it like a news update, but it's not for me. It's not like, okay, I'm not trying to cover everything everybody else is covering. I'm trying to give you commentary, valuable commentary, hopefully where you can extract from a couple of headlines, truth and principles and way of discerning what is right and what is not right. This is the goal of today. It's not like, oh, look, look what happened or look what happened by the idea or look what happened in Israel and just add those facts to your memory. No, it's look what happened, what does it mean? And what, what are your attitudes about that? And why are your attitudes about that? It's, it's to help you think critically this is my goal, is for, for you to think critically. So let's go to the article. It says, Gen- Generation Z Jewish and Christian women in Israel to declare, keep God's land. Okay. And of course, they cite to you some scripture from Psalm 12, pray for the well-being of Jerusalem. May those who love you be at peace. Again, this is a common theme that I hope you will, under, you will start to see is that people like dispensationalists and... You know, hardcore like Christian Zionists will always use the Old Testament to justify their attitudes. They don't ever look in the New Testament. Do you know why? Because the New Testament destroys dispensationalism. It destroys this idea that the Jews are the center of Bible prophecy over and over again because they aren't anymore. They were during the Old Testament, absolutely, but not in the New Testament. That has been done away with. Israel as a physical people and a nation was a type and shadow for the, full, for the fullness of the plan of salvation that God was preparing to reveal through Christ. Now, if you are insulted by that, then you need to join biblical Christianity in the New Testament and stop living in the Old Testament. There's a lot of people who live in the Old Testament, dispensationalists, Christian Zionists, sacred name people, Hebrew roots people. Messianic people, Messianic Jews. I mean, it's just, it's really crazy how many deno- denominations, or I guess group, people groups, live in the Old Testament. But let's let's continue, because we barely haven't even started. A group of remarkable <laughs> Generation Z women leaders all in their 20s, so they're woke and liberal, and hailing from <clears throat> diverse Christian and Jewish backgrounds, are participating in a groundbreaking leadership mission to Israel with Israel 365. <clears throat> Scheduled from November 22nd to 27th. So this is a few weeks ago, a month ago. The mission is part of Keep God's Land, a new faith-based movement aimed at strengthening Israeli sovereignty. Wow, that's an interesting Zionist term throughout Israel. The mission's agenda is packed with meaningful volunteer work, advocacy training, biblical and historical studies, and visit to communities attacked by Hamas on October 7th. So basically this last sentence I read is just one word it's called indoctrination the visit is the mission's agenda is packed with erase all of this and just put in jewish indoctrination zionist indoctrination but let's see what the key highlights are key highlights of the mission include faith-based advocacy training <laughs> led by rabbi Pesach Waliki of Israel 365 action the training will equip participants with skills to become effective faith-based advocates for Christians for Israel's cause so basically it's Mind control and, you know, basically teaching you what to say and what to do and telling you, do this for Israel because your faith doesn't actually matter. Faith-based doesn't mean anything. It just means Judaism, Zionism. Well, of course, Judaism and Zionism are different things, so I shouldn't say that. But faith-based is just, it's such a buzzword. It really... Don't don't let that think, oh gosh, it's faith. So it's, what, what faith? Are we talking Christianity, like true biblical Christianity? Or are we talking something else? Because there is no union between Judeo and Christian. Now again, if you've never heard that, then maybe today might be a learning lesson. Volunteering. Participants will assist with harvesting in the vineyards of Samaria while they are there. Oh, isn't that nice? They will feed IDF soldiers on an army base and visit wounded soldiers. My gosh, if you cannot... Have more propaganda to brainwash people and and bring them to your cause. Historical insights. An exploration of the historical roots of the current conflicts. Enhancing participants' understanding of the region's complexities, i.e. Indoctrination, brainwashing, mind control to get you to be a Zionist. Jewish and Christian reconciliation. Participants will study and discuss the complexities and changing nature of the Jewish-Christian relationship. Let me level with you very plainly. There is no Jewish-Christian relationship. There is only the gospel. People are invited into the gospel, and those who reject it will be judged and destroyed because they have rejected the only Son of God, the only offer, the perfect offer, first and foremost, that God has provided for you to be forgiven. What do the Jews of today do? First off, they don't even have temple sacrifices anymore because they don't have a temple. So Judaism, which you will learn about in the movie that's coming out very shortly, very, very shortly. I'm working hard on it. It's going to be a great movie. But Judaism is not the Levitical religion of the Old Testament. Judaism has no temple. It has no sacrifices. You cannot approach God without a blood sacrifice. Of course, the temple was destroyed because it's doesn't have a purpose anymore. You have the Messiah who gave his blood. But Judaism has no blood sacrifice. They're trying to earn their way to righteousness with God. They don't even believe in the same God that the scriptures testify to. And the Jews of the second century, up until the second century, which believed in a multi-personal God, two powers in heaven, the Jews of today don't believe in that God. So they are not in alignment with the Bible. What Possible relationship does Judaism have with Christianity? So people who think, oh, they're, you know, they're the ones who founded monotheism. No, they're not. Abraham was not a Jew. Abraham was a Hebrew. The the Jews, the term Jew comes from Judea, which is a territory that came out of Judah. But Judea is a combination of Judah and Edom, meaning Edom. And there's some interesting history about that in a couple centuries before Christ came to the earth and what happened with the Edomites. So you should really learn your history about these things, and I will cover them very, very deeply in the upcoming movie. So make sure you subscribe, danceoflife.com, because you're going to really learn quite a bit if you can put aside your dispensationalist beliefs and just listen to some facts. Let's put it that way. Facts without opinion. I don't base what I believe on opinion. I'm a Christian because of the evidence. There is overwhelming evidence that Jesus died and resurrected, that the Bible is written by an infinite intelligence. There's no contradictions. I'm a Christian because of the evidence. There's a lot of evidence for Christianity. Same with end times views. I'm The things that I believe and I talk to you about, you notice that every episode, and especially if you watch my end times series, Extremely well documented. I'm not patting myself on the back. I'm saying I did that first and foremost for myself to make sure, like, okay, am I am I onto something here? Am I right or am I, you know, barking up the wrong tree? Because I want you to evaluate the evidence and see for yourself what the evidence has to say. So if you can stomach evidence without your emotions getting involved and just look at the evidence, then you will learn quite a lot when that movie comes out, which will be as of the time of this recording maybe two weeks or something. Who knows? We'll see. Ohio faith leaders lead menorahs, light menorahs to dispel the Christmas darkness in Bethlehem. Of course, they use a Old Testament verse again to kind of frame everything again because they're living in the Old Testament. Now, Israel 365 is a, not a Christian site, I believe, it's an actual uh, Jewish site, but still, you know, it's just, again, everything, the Christians who are doing these things, they're aligning with these attitudes of living in the Old Testament. A group of faith leaders in North Central Ohio are fighting to re, fighting the recent wave of canceled public Hanukkah displays by establishing public displays in their towns and calling on Christians to light menorahs in their homes isn't that just oh my gosh we're so united together united united in error look at these people like they're all standing around a menorah when they have no clue what they're supporting and this is this is the picture's This is the picture of today, people, with with dispensationalism and Christian Zionism. These people are holding up a flag that they have no clue what this flag even means. Uh, Between two rivers, this is a Zionist ideal. The two rivers, and in between is an occult symbol that you will see in the movie that's coming out very shortly. On this topic, you will learn about the truth of the Star of David, which has nothing to do with the Old Testament. And this is a zionist flag this is a jewish empire and by the way the people who created this flag could care less about the people holding it people like theodore Herzl and his associates and the zionists of today they hate you as a christian they hate all christians they have nothing to do with people of the bible and yet here you are these brainwashed sheep that should be following christ instead they are aligning with these types of deceptions they think they're doing a service to God by doing these things. This is this is the, the deception. The deception is not the obvious thing. The deception is the thing that makes you think, oh, I'm doing good here. It's a good thing that I'm doing. That's why I recently talked about Christian nationalism being the thing that's coming. <clears throat> and, and the funny thing is, is the Christian nationalists and Christian Zionists, there's actually some overlap there, which is a very interesting phenomenon. But these people are very deceived, unfortunately. It's just it's so sad. Here's another one, divine retribution, Turkish lawmaker threatens Israel immediately and has a heart attack. So you probably heard about this, this was, you know, as of the time of this video, a couple couple weeks ago, December 13th, and again, it's just, I will bless those who bless you and curse him that curses you, and all the families of the earth shall be blessed themselves by you. Now, this is the irony of this, Genesis 12, three, who is, who is God talking to here, do you know? You should, this is Abraham. Abraham is not a Jew, he was a Hebrew. And this particular blessing, this particular blessing, and how all the families of the earth were blessed by Abraham, that was fulfilled through who? Was it fulfilled through the Zionist state of Israel? Of course not. It was fulfilled through Christ. Christ was the blessing that would bless the whole world. He was the offspring of Abraham. Now, they're applying it to themselves. And Christian Zionists take this and say, "Oh see we got to bless Israel you have to you're telling me you have to bless the Zionist state of Israel who is nothing but a terrorist organization and who terrorizes other people it hates Christianity most of them are atheists or freemason devil worshipers just like everybody else and we have to bless these people so does it's the ultimate like hypocrisy. It really is. That's what I said. This is the ulti- But look, this guy, he's criticizing, he's some Turkish guy, and he, he criticized Israel. Rightly so, and of course he's like, you're not going to escape the wrath of Allah, or wrath of God. Yeah, you, they won't escape the wrath of God. God will not be mocked. There is a judge of the earth. And then he has a heart attack, and of course they're they're quickly appropriating this to see, look, you can't criticize Israel, which is just so devilish. Because if you know anything about the clot shots, about the jib jabs, and how they work in terms of maybe some relationship to signals, let's put it that way. Then at the minimum, this was something that just happened as a coincidence. I don't tend to believe this was a coincidence. It's a little too obvious. But either way, what's to stop them from, and this guy probably was had a couple of clot shots, at least one. What's to stop them from just pushing a button? sending a signal his way, and there you go. Now they can use that and say, look, see, God's on our side. This is the level of manipulation you're dealing with. And of course, if you're a Christian Zionist, you're seeing this, you see, yep, more affirmation for your beliefs, which is just even worse. But let's take a look at the IDF. IDF mistakenly kills three Israeli hostages in Gaza. If you believe this word mistakenly, then you will definitely learn a lot from the movie that's coming out pretty soon. This is what we know so far. And of course, they're just, you know, trying to apologize for this situation over and over again. Israel Gaza hostages shot by IDF put on, they put out an SOS sign written with leftover food. How freaking insane is that, man? And they get killed, even though they put out an SOS sign. There's the SOS sign. Three Israeli hostages mistakenly, there it is again, mistakenly killed by soldiers in Gaza on Friday had used leftover food to write signs pleading for help, Israel says. The men had been staying at the building next to where they were shot for some period of time, according to Israel Defense Forces. The head of the IDF told troops that they are absolutely not permitted to shoot those surrendering, of course they're not. That's again, if you believe this, then you really have a lot to learn. The IDF doesn't shoot a person who raises their hands, yeah, right. Tell that to all the women and children that you've killed so far, thousands of them, says Hezri Halevi. He said Gazans with a white flag must be arrested and not shot if they lay down their arms and raise their hands. This is just such PR. And again, it's like you have to see between the lines because there's so much much PR and so much BS, basically. But look at this. IDF soldiers rescue Fox. Stuck in a barrel during shooting practice, oh, there you go, so they have these little cute little stories, which are probably not even true. They just put this fox here or something, and of course, look at them, they're all helping this cute little fox, and they're look they're so gentle and do you like do you do you realize what's going on? I hope you realize what's going on. This came out what was December seventeenth like literally around the same time that they killed those three hostages. Who put out an SOS white flag with leftover food? Good God, Good God, those people are just, just being slaughtered, man. And of course, right around that time, oh no, no, look, don't, don't look there. Look at this cute little fox that the IDF just rescued. I mean, it's pathetic. It is just pathetic, man. But if you're a Christian Zionist, you look at this and say, "See, they're just such kind people." But this is what I want to get you to, which is. These headlines about what happened over Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Israel attacked 600-year-old monastery in South Lebanon a day before Christmas Eve. This is the Zionist state that you support, people, if you're a Christian Zionist or a dispensationalist. Israeli forces have targeted the historic Der Mimas Monastery in Lebanon, a revered site dating back to 1404 A.D one day before Christmas Eve, signaling a broader pattern of Israeli aggression against religious sites and civilian sanctuaries. Why is nobody calling them out on it? Why is it that when you call somebody out on what they're doing, you you get called an anti-Semite? You get called racist? You get called hate speech? Why? Have you ever just at least asked yourself that? I mean, this is objectively evil. No matter what, like if this was a mosque of just innocent people that would be objectively evil. doesn't matter that it's a Christian monastery. But of course, being Christian, that should insult you even more, especially if you're a Christian Zionist. Hopefully, it might wake you up a little bit. This next one says, Israel hits Bethlehem in Christmas raids on occupied West Bank. Boy, isn't that something? And gosh, all these stupid clicky things allow all whatever. Yeah, look at this. Fire and smoke rise during an Israeli army operation in Jenin. This is Jenin in the West Bank. So Jenin and, uh, and Bethlehem were attacked. Christmas Day in Occupy West Bank began with an attack on the Jenin refugee camp and several arrests. The raid on Monday morning followed several others across the territory, which saw dozens of arrests. And the shooting in the neck of a 17-year-old boy among towns hit was Bethlehem. So Bethlehem, this is, this is now your critical question. Christian Zionists and Christian dispensationalists and John Hagee and Jack Hibbs and all your good friends that just froth at the mouth for Israel. The place where Jesus was born greeted Christmas. Now, of course, Jesus wasn't born on Christmas. He was born September 11th. If you didn't know that, well, you learned something new. But either way, it's okay. That's when we're celebrating his birth. It's not a big deal. Either way, Bethlehem, the place where Jesus was born greeted Christmas with an IDF raid and shooting and bombs and people hiding and just all kinds of crazy things. Bethlehem. And you here are in the United States telling people like me or anybody else who has common sense that if you don't support Israel, you're just a heretic. This is what John Hange, John Haggier Jacobs, I forget which one said this, but they said this on their Instagram at some point recently. If you don't support Israel, you're just a heretic. <laughs> really? you see the similarity between Christian nationalism and Christian Zionism? They're both fanatical about something that is incredibly wrong spiritually. Now, Christian Zionism is all about the Jews, but it doesn't realize that the people they're supporting hate them, have nothing to do with God, have nothing to do with the people of the Old Testament, have nothing to do with the Bible, are mostly atheists, and they're using Christians as a shield and as a pawn to basically make themselves seem appealing. Judeo-Christian, do not marry those two terms. They have nothing in common. Judaism was created by the Pharisees who, who crucified Christ, basically who submit submitted him to be crucified, who basically mocked him, pulled his beard, interrogated him, accused him of blasphemy after healing so many people. These are the people who started Judaism The Jews and Israelites, like Paul, who believed the scriptures and all the testimony of the prophets, they converted to Christianity. Christianity is the continuation of the Hebrew scriptures, not Judaism. Judaism is a rebellion. It is total rebellion to God. It is the people who rejected God over and over again. They started their own religion as a result of the second temple being destroyed. And you'll learn about that in the movie that's coming up. I keep mentioning it because it's going to be really good. I really hope that people will watch it and they'll learn the truth because too many are deceived by this whole Israel thing. They really are. But it gets deeper than that. There's a reason why Israel is being put to the forefront. The Jews in Israel were nobody up until like 120 years ago. They were nobody. Now suddenly everybody's a Zionist. That's by design, and I talk about that in the movie. But Israel has been hitting Bethlehem. Now, meanwhile, you have on Twitter the IDF saying, on behalf of the IDF, we wish all those who celebrate in Israel and around the world a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Good golly, aren't they just such nice people? And, of course, somebody had the cojones to say, what about the Christians you killed in Gaza? Of course, there are so many, look at this, bodies of innocent people churches, groups of Christians being killed, and meanwhile, Christian dispensationalists, quote-unquote Christian, I'm not even going to call them Christians, because look, at the end of the day, you're going to have to face something that is very true and very to the point. You are either a Christian or a Zionist. Christian Zionism does not exist. You cannot be a Christian Zionist. You can call yourself Christian, but that doesn't make you a Christian. If you're a Christian Zionist, you are supporting the Antichrist. Not that Israel is the Antichrist, but you're supporting the Antichrist spirit, which is against Christ. Antichrist comes from John's letters, which is against Christ or in place of Christ. And if you know your history, then being a Christian Zionist actually accomplishes both of those, you know, what you, check boxes or whatever you want to call them you are supporting people who are against christ and you're also supporting the power that created the state of israel which is in place of christ if you know what i'm talking about then you know but either way don't be a christian zionist learn your learn your true learn your history learn your end times go watch my end times series dispensationalism is so wrong for so many reasons it really is and here here there are people killing you know, killing, look at this. Church St. Porphyrus under a thousand years of Muslim rule. This is a church in, in the Middle East. Church St. Porphyrus under 75 years of Zionist rule. There you go. So these people are destroying Christian communities. They're destroying Christians. They're killing innocent people. They have like, they're total bloodlust. They don't care. You know why? Because the Talmud teaches that if you are not a Jew, you're an animal. You are less of a human being. For them, it's okay to kill these people in cold blood. Women and children? Sure, it doesn't matter. That's what God did in the Old Testament. Well, yeah, because first off, God had a good reason for destroying the Canaanites who were basically, you know, neck deep in sorcery and sacrificing their children and their babies, doing abominable things. So yeah, when God commanded that all of them be destroyed— there was justification, but God is not commanding the Zionist state of Israel to wipe out women and children from the Palestinians. This is just horrible, but they're doing it in the name of God. They think, oh, we're the chosen people and Christians are supporting this. Christians are saying, oh yeah, they're the chosen people. I wonder at what point will the will the cognitive dissonance be so much that you you just can't Stand up for Zionism anymore? At what point is that? Probably, if you're Jack Hibbs and John Haggy, there is no point because your soul has been consumed by the satanic teachings teachings of dispensationalism and Zionism. Christian Zionism. They're gone, as far as I can tell. But maybe who knows? Maybe God will change their mind and their heart. But maybe for you, if you're a Christian Zionist or dispensationalist, you will realize that the power that you're supporting when it destroys churches and innocent people and Christians and has no regard for any of that, doesn't care if it's a monastery. Oh, sure, yeah. Oh, there were terrorists there. Sure, there were. They just destroy everything. They, they attack Bethlehem, the place where Jesus was born. They're, they're killing innocent lives, and yet you are supporting them? is that enough cognitive dissonance for you to wake up? I I really wonder. It just blows my mind. Of course, the last article here is on something that we are all familiar with, which is the buzzword, anti-Semitic. Hamas's anti-Semitic influence is, let's see, what's it say, is even bigger than the Nazis' opinion. The global scope of And scale of Hamas's anti-Semitic influence dramatically exceeds even the Nazis, from whom it takes much of its own inspiration. Sure, it does. This is laughable. This is so laughable. Of course, they have the right pictures of people raising their hands and trying to compare it to World War II. But gosh, if only people knew their World War II history. Let's read this a little bit, though. Hamas is by far the most successful anti-Semitic entity in the world today. We're going to talk about anti-Semitism. Beyond all competition, it has mobilized Jew Jew hatred around the world, using the state of Israel both as its target and its primary weapon. No, the state of Israel has brought hate upon itself because people know its schemes and its involvement with its own secret service throughout the world and all of its terrorist schemes and the evil that it causes everywhere. Not to say that any countries are any less evil, but Israel is not some victim here. They are very much part of the evil that's happening. By waging war against Israel over many years, Hamas has inspired and energized international organizations such as the UN and the EU governments and parliaments. The Western media, which is, are you kidding me? The Western media is owned by the Jews. University authorities, also liberal and very Jewish-influenced. Professors and students, human rights, groups, businesses, and large sectors of the general population. This is just not true, but anyway. All dance to its pernicious tune, some out of malevolence, some out of ignorance, others blindly jumping on the virtue-signaling woke bandwagon. Ironically, this is what people do with Israel and Christian Zionists do, so this is just really laughably ironic. Consequently, the global scope and scale of Hamas's anti-Semitic influence Dramatically exceeds even the Nazis from whom it is, takes its own in, own inspiration. You know what's There's so much irony about this, really. like This is just f- 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 yeah, oozing. <laughs> that's what I want to say. Not fusing. Oozing with irony. Do you realize that Israel is the one who put Hamas into power so that they would have a reason to justify all of the stuff that's going on now? Again, remember when October 7th happened, do you really think... That the border of Israel, which is probably the one of the craziest, most intense, intensely monitored borders in the world. That, oh gosh, well, I guess just these people got through and they they slaughtered a thousand people. Really? really? Like, do you believe that? And if you don't believe it, then that means that something was allowed to happen. But if that's the case, then how do, what, what do you make of that? Well, that means they're in cahoots of course, if you know your history, you learn these things, you see that this is just another one of those typical dialectics where, okay, we'll put you in power so you can attack us, but then that'll give us the right to go and destroy some of that land over there so we can take it over. I mean, it's one of these things that has been going on since the dawn of time, dialectics, problem, reaction, solution. So anybody who tells you, oh, see Hamas is this, Hamas, well, Israel put Hamas into power. That's number one. Number two, is again the the irony of like the Nazis, whom this takes inspiration from, really? The Nazis and Hamas have nothing to do with you. First off, Nazis and Hamas Hamas is Muslim, Islam. The radical Islam, Islam, and of course, you know, there's some authoritarian similarities. But the World War Two is not what you've been told it is. I'm just gonna leave it at that, because <laughs> if I say any more, I'll probably get banned on YouTube. But anyway, you'll learn some of that in the the movie that's coming up. You'll learn some interesting history. But this is just dripping with irony. It is dripping with irony because one more thing that's important to know is that the word anti-Semitic, where does that come from? Do you ever ask yourself, like, it's very much in the news today. Everybody's calling, oh, you're anti-Semitic. You're talking about Israel. (gasps) You're anti-Semitic. Don't be anti-Semitic. Anti-Semitism is rising. Really? Where does anti-Semitism, or I should say the word anti-Semitic, come from? Well, if you look before the word before the 1900s, there is no mention of anti-Semitism for all of the stuff that the Jews have gone through. They've been raided by the Romans and Greeks and banished and thrown out of countries in Europe for all their schemes. And how many times have been just, you know, thrown away, not thrown away, but just thrown out of countries and there's. Screamed at and, you know, gotten out of, you know, banned, that's the word I'm looking for, banned from various places countless times. There's like 100 countries that banned the Jews. If you know your history, then for good reason, but that's all I'll say on that topic. The point is, in all of those centuries of supposed anti-Semitism, never was the word anti-Semitism used by the Jews, never was the word anti-Semitism popularized by non-Jews. So what changed? Suddenly now in the last, especially 50 years, but less 100 years, the whole world's all about anti-Semitism. Oh my gosh, anti-Semitism. Where does that come from then? Why the change? Why the change suddenly with all the Zionist stuff? You ever ask yourself these things? Because history is very important. And if you know a little bit of history, you know that anti-Semitism was created by the Bolsheviks, who were mostly Jews. They were atheist Jews, agnostic Jews. They could care less about the Bible or God or anything. There was just a clique of Jews that took over Russia through the Bolshevik revolution. Most of the elite, Stalin, Lenin, Trotsky, Kaganovich, they were all Jews. This is documented. Do you think people didn't realize what's going on with this Jewish clique that was taking over? and leading this this atheist revolution that killed, by the way, millions of Christians. Yeah, that was the real H word. It was called the Holodomor. Millions and millions of Christians were killed. Now, if that doesn't count as tribulation, because you're a dispensationalist, then you really don't know your Bible. And this is my point. Dispensationalists disregard things like the Holodomor, where millions of Christians were killed, a lot of them children too and the Bolshevik revolution that put people to death for questioning the atheist takeover by the Jews. Now, if you were to question these things and you you got wise to what's going on, wait a minute, these Jews are taking over. What's going on here? Uh Uh-oh, you can't do that. You can't criticize the people who are taking over. And so the word anti-Semitic and antisemitism was created. The word anti Semitic doesn't come from God. It doesn't come from the Bible. It doesn't come from anybody in scripture who was using it against somebody else or saying, look, they're being anti Semitic. No, it comes from Jewish Bolsheviks who were atheists, who used it as a way to discourage critical thinking, to discourage criticism. Just like the term conspiracy theorist comes from the CIA, where that was created to discourage critical thinking regarding the JFK assassination. That's history, that's fact. Do you think that's the only time in history that that's happened? Where where a term has been created to shame anybody who dares to think critically about a situation? Do you think that's the only time? If you didn't know about the conspiracy theorist term and JFK, well, now you know. But then ask yourself, hmm, if that happened, I wonder other times in history if that's happened. And the answer is yes. One of them being with the term antisemitism. Anytime you are taking power, you always create a way for people to not criticize you. That's throughout history. Either you kill them, which they usually do, or you create propaganda to to manipulate them through fear into not criticizing you. Either way, this is like every empire in history. Bolshevism was an empire. It was a communist Soviet empire that took over. So you have to learn your history because the Jews are not God's chosen people. My film is going to come out pretty soon at the time of this recording. Probably, like I said, two weeks, hopefully, working hard on it. But look, you have to get out of this deception that the Jews are God's chosen. Even if if you're not a dispensationalist, you have to realize that most people are deceived on the end times by futurism or preterism, either one or the other. They were both created by Jesuits. And they both shift the attention from the church being the center of prophecy to the Jews being the center of prophecy. Preterism is Jews in the past. Futurism is Jews in the future. But if your attention is on Israel, you're not going to watch the church and you're not going to see the counterfeit who invaded the church and who set itself up between man and God. You're not going to see any of that stuff, which is the point. So you have to learn where your beliefs come from. The Bible doesn't play identity politics in the New Testament. They were necessary in the Old Testament. Sure, absolutely. But that was by design because the, the people of Israel were going to create a physical type and shadow for the spiritual reality, which would be in Christ, and they would bring about the Messiah. So there had to be identity politics. But again, people who are dispensationalists and Christian Zionist, they use the Old Testament to interpret the New. So they bring all of those identity politics with them into the New Testament And they make divisions where there are no divisions, where in fact the the gospel unites people under one idea, which is Christ, which is the gospel, which is the good news. So don't live in the Old Testament. Zionism is a fanatical political movement that hates you as a Christian. It thinks that you're an animal if you're not a Jew. You're just a goy. You're you're either going to be killed or you're going to be enslaved. That's what Zionism wants to do. They see a Jewish empire... Jewish sovereignty. Remember that little buzzword that we read in one of those articles? Jewish sovereignty. Yeah, the Jews want their, the Zionist Jews want a empire in the Middle East. Greater Israel. That's what they're frothing at the mouth to create. And this is just another move towards that with the Ben-Gurion Canal and all the things that they're trying to do there. But again, Zionism is just another tool by Mystery Babylon to hide her identity to stop you from critically thinking, and to create dialectics, problem, reaction, solution in the Middle East that can bring about world peace where people marvel after the beast. This is what it's for. It's always there to justify the next step. And if you know your history, then you know what I've talked about in my end time series and these other previous episodes I've recorded on these topics. They're bringing about a false prophecy to be fulfilled and all the Christians who are futurists, all the Christians who are focused on Israel, all the dispensationalists, all the Christian Zionists, they all will see these things as, look, Bible prophecy is being fulfilled. What if Satan appears as Jesus and you think the battle of Armageddon has already happened? Isn't that something? What if they stage that somehow? and Jesus appears, or I should say Satan appears masquerading as Jesus, and it's a false battle of Armageddon. And you think the, the golden age is now ushered in. We're in a world peace situation and everybody's here, Hey, Time to take the mark. Do you see how this works? How the false prophecy that the harlot, which is the Catholic church, the papacy, the Roman pontiff, what they committed to 500 years ago with this whole futurism idea, now is coming to pass, and they're making it come to pass to fool the world. The Bible tells you that the world will marvel after the beast. That's not a person, that's an organization, that's a spiritual power. And if you read it in context, yeah, the beast of the sea, which is in Revelation 13, is the little horn from Daniel. Same power that comes out of Rome. But the the world will worship this power, they'll marvel after this power. Well, we're on our way to that, folks, and Christian Zionists, dispensationalists, Christian nationalists. They're, they're, it's all going to come back to Mystery Babylon. Babel. It's really, really profoundly evil and fascinating at the same time. But God has decreed it. God has decreed it, and he will allow it to pass to test the elect. So I hope that you will not be fooled by these things when they come to pass, because there aren't too many people that are talking about the things that I'm talking about. I wish there were, but this is this is what it is. God has decreed that most people will be deceived. So I hope that you won't be one of them. But all of these things are a deception. Christian Zionism, dispensationalism, futurism, like premillennialism, anything that's Jewish focused with the end times is a deception. It really is. And that's probably gonna insult some people, but just remember Judeo-Christian has nothing in common. There's, there's no hyphen between those two words. There is no Judeo-Christian there's no judeo christian values there's no, no judeo christian faith based initiatives there's no judeo christian reconciliation there's no judeo christian you know camaraderie like no there is christianity that's the truth don't attach something to it that's not having to do anything with with the truth which is judaism judaism is a false religion it's a it's a religion created by the people who rebelled and crucified christ so I hope today has been educating. Next time somebody asks you to support Israel or to support (laughs) keeping God's land or whatever else we read today, tell them politely, no, because you're a Christian and you've read your Bible and you know your history.